Hi guys, uh, welcome. I assume that you're all listening to us from your houses, all locked up, safe and warm and maybe going a little bit crazy because we at the Howden household are in week three of lockdown. Hi, I'm Alexi. And I'm Karen. And this is the Crash Test Mummies Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> I don't even know what week we're in now. I think, I guess it's week three because I think you and I started at about the same time. So yeah, we're in week three too and we are surviving. And for the first time as of yesterday, I feel like we might be kind of starting to thrive on this new schedule, which sounds really crazy. And I don't want to jinx it just because we've had like nice two days, but I feel like we've kind of gotten into a schedule that works for us and we're making this whole quarantine thing work. I feel like the only way to get through this is to find the silver lining. So I've been desperately searching for it and I might have gotten kind of close. (laughs) Well, that's great because yeah, this is going to be our new normal for a significant period of time. And I took the boys out of school a week earlier than, um, than recommended I guess than uh, when the schools actually closed but I knew that it was going to happen and I felt more comfortable having the boys with me um, just for the spreading of it and I mean there's two parts to it isn't there there's the what if they catch it but more importantly what if they pass it on to me and I pass it on to other people and I'm the primary uh, venturer outer person uh because chris has got an autoimmune disease so he doesn't want to go out um unnecessarily and it's just me going out to the shops if ever we need to but um yeah we are really quite enjoying it at the moment is that bad to say (laughs) no that's kind of what i was saying and i was gonna i was going to say your stories look like you're having like a genuinely nice time together (laughs) yeah well yeah we're lucky that the weather has been good um but uh I mean obviously it's it's just a crazy time and it is like as close like Chris said the other day it's as close to the walking dead as we're gonna get like it's like don't speak too soon Karen (laughs) oh no I know sorry right I mean yeah I mean if we look back at our podcast a couple of weeks ago when you were saying coronavirus me that um probably doesn't seem so appropriate now I know but (laughs) it's all got real hasn't it because before it was like yeah okay we know that it's going on in other parts of the world but it's not directly affecting us but now it is creeping into that territory and although I don't know anyone who has had coronavirus in my area like my sister lives in central London and she's lost her job because she was a nurse in the travel vaccination world and so obviously no one's traveling anymore so she lost her job and she's volunteered now to go back into the service where she's needed but um, she's pretty sure that her boyfriend's mum who she lives with has had coronavirus and so it's quite likely that Alison's got it as well which all of a sudden makes it real you know (laughs) I think it's pretty important to 
uh, stay positive. I mean, there are so many things that wash over us every day when we're listening to the news and we hear the death tolls rising and how many people are infected and um, the lack of ventilators mm. and uh, resources and hospitals and stuff. But this time has really, um, uh, it has brought out a goodness in people that I think is uh really shining through like silly little things like i just flipped out over seeing the backstreet boys all singing <laughs> from like remote locations together and like i've seen loads of celebrities like singing songs and doing funny things and everyone's at home and you sort of think like yeah we're all in this together and i i saw a really um really touching a video on Facebook about how this is going to be a moment in time that yes we are all trying to get through it and it's not easy but when it's over we'll look back and we'll see the the goodness and the the fact that we all got a time to pause we reflected uh, mother nature got a break and also uh the fate my favorite thing was that um they're predicting a baby boom like in oh, nine yeah. months time because couples are going to be loving and i just i i i really like that part of it that aspect yeah no i totally um, i I totally agree. I actually just posted on my Instagram this morning saying how refreshing it's been seeing so much positivity on Instagram because somehow I feel mm. like I've seen more realness and, you know, moms just without makeup and without their designer bags and their designer clothes just coming on and being silly. And I love, yeah. it's like seeing yeah. the real side of these influencers and these people that usually just post like the perfect picture, you know, because we're all going a little bit crazy, but guess what? That's kind of what it's all about is that we're all going a little bit crazy and we are able to support each other in that way and not feel like, oh my gosh, am I the only one sitting at home with my kids going crazy? Because when I was unable to go anywhere and I was at home with my kids, just myself, but no one else was, I, I did wonder am I doing this wrong? And now I know, no, I was not. I was definitely <laughs> your average stuck at home mom. <laughs> Do you not think that it really jars against um, what you think is uh, normal when you now see an influencer on Instagram, like posing with like a, a bag um, or like makeup all done and like posing. And it's like, that is so not real at the moment. Yeah. You're not showing your real side and actually it's not what we're about as a world at the moment yeah it just you just look quite ridiculous yeah I do and I think that I mean I think that that is the struggle right now for a lot of influencers whose money was coming from paid advertisements you know a lot of those mm. advertisements you have to go take a picture in the store with the product guess what these stores aren't open you can't go in them and if you do you're being selfish just to pick up a product that you're then gonna yeah sell you know I know I mean I never really did a lot of selling anyway but yeah I find it tacky at this moment of time because who's buying it stuff anyway yeah. like even my husband yeah. he does sales and he's like I feel so terrible calling these businesses and trying to sell them our product right now it feels wrong like it feels gross and so like for us as an influencer or for you know other people I think it, I think the same thing we're in such a time like a tumultuous time people don't want to be spending their money on things that aren't essential um and so it doesn't feel right 
like looking at or pushing those things right now. Yeah, exactly. I I mean, Chris and I have had to take a step back from the news uh, um, because we were getting to the point where it was on on every device in the house and you would walk through the house and there would be the news everywhere all the time. And um, I think it, it wasn't helpful because it meant that we were just constantly dwelling on that. But refreshingly, actually, this morning on the news, uh, all they had was like uh, positive stories and funny little stories. Like they had hairdressers on giving tips on how to cut people's hair uh, in your house like how do you cut your son's hair and um just like really nice little stories about what people are doing but um I mean I keep thinking to myself like this is so crazy it's like it is like wartime like you know it's like uh, like the media do jump to scary conclusions they say like what's going to happen with looting or like are we going to have to have ration cards and I mean my sister is struggling to find food in London. Um, so she, I, I uh, got her a couple of um, like mindful chef boxes, which are like HelloFresh um, and sent them to her because she couldn't find, uh, she went out, I think it was last week. She went out at 8am and texted me and said, wish me luck. And she went home at 1130 and she just didn't have anything that she needed. Um, in London here you know I live in a tiny little village and even here I'm you know queuing up to the local uh vegetable shop um with like two meters apart from everyone and and it's just like is this really happening and like they've built around the the tills they've built like this structure with perspex glass so that you know they don't get infected and they're wearing gloves and masks and it's a bit scary and daunting and I don't it, it kind of puts me off going out and I think maybe that's a good thing that you know I'm not going out but there's a sort of a difficulty with finding food like we normally do our shop online and I managed to get one slot but it's not till a week tomorrow that I get the food and um so I'm gonna have to just do as I can until now but the until then but the government are saying you know don't you know, panic buy um, and just get the essentials that you need. But then like, if I can't get a shopping uh, slot until for like, I think I I booked it two weeks ago. Of course, I'm going to try and get everything that I can because I don't know when the next one's going to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that makes complete sense. Um, I actually think though that a lot of Americans or at least down South where I live will be surprised by what you're saying because I don't we I haven't found that to be the experience and yeah. the really difficult thing for me is like when I do need to go to Publix every time I've gone to the grocery store which is about once every other week so like once a fortnight I just get what I need um but I have there they haven't been out of anything I need except for toilet paper but they have you know the basics every time they are mm -hmm. out of meat a lot but I don't eat meat <laughs> Yeah, so, so you're fine. I feel like maybe I'm like a different, but the crazy thing to me is that people are so close to each other. Yes. And they, there's no sense, at least down here, of, of, of any sort of social distancing. Like I was just picking up, I don't know, I was getting like a bag of chips and 
there were five other people like grabbing at the same bag. They were so close to me. And I'm like, I'm pregnant. I really don't want to get sick. Get away from me. Get away from me. And I feel so dirty when I leave the house. Like I have to come home. I have to wash my hands like twice. I wipe down my steering wheel when I get in the car. I like religiously wipe down everything. But I just feel like here, people aren't really taking it that seriously, at least down south. I know up north a bit where it's really aggressive, like New York um, and Maryland and stuff, they are taking it more seriously. But down here, um, it's just it's just the same, you know, the same amount of traffic on the roads, the same amount of people at the stores. I went to Publix a couple days ago. I had to get rice vinegar for one of the recipes I was doing. <laughs> I know I shouldn't have gone out, but I really wanted this recipe because I'm pregnant and I really you don't just need to wanted to explain it. yourself. You're fine. I know. What's what's Republix? Publix is just a grocery store. It's like Tesco. All right. Okay. But yeah, so I ran, and it's only like they have one where I live, like in our development. So you just have to. I could walk there technically. Um, mm-hmm. So I just went there really quick to pick up the rice vinegar, and I asked the woman at the counter if people were still panic buying, and she said no. Most people had like stopped with the crazy, like buying everything out, but it was more just, Mm -hmm. you know, people being nasty and rude and gross. (laughs) And so like the thought of having these glass things in front of where the cashier stands, that's so smart, but we don't have that here. You know, people aren't standing two or six meters apart from each other. People are just touching everything, you know, people are sneezing and they're, you know, people are having house parties still. Wow. Yeah, I'm in a Facebook group um, for our development. And they're like, you got – some people, of course, are smart, like Adam and I mm. and a couple other people. Yeah. But they're like, you guys are crazy. Like, stop having your kids playing with, with each other outside. Stop having get-togethers at night. Stop. Like, this is – you know, Just stop. They took yeah. the band down on one of the beaches at like 11 a.m. over the weekend. I don't know why they did it. But they did it. And within like an hour, there were hundreds of people flocking to the beach. I mean, there was video footage of it. It's so embarrassing to think that this is like where I live. And there were so (laughs) many people on the beach not adhering to any sort of standard of how close they should be. And by five o'clock, they had put the the band back on because – It's like Mm. people can't be trusted to make smart decisions on their own. And I know we were just talking about like people making good decisions and being really positive, but at the same, there are just as many people being really, really, um, I don't want to say stupid. That's not, that's not kind, but really, really irresponsible, Yes, irresponsible and selfish because Mm. it's this mentality of it's human nature to think, okay, it'll happen to them, but it's not going to happen to me. It's not going to happen to us, you know? But I think Mm -hmm. that's the thing about coronavirus. It doesn't matter if you're old, young, big, small. It is happening to us. It is happening to everyone. When it was in China, the whole country was guilty of saying this isn't going to happen to us. UK, America, Mm. everywhere. Now look, everywhere is vulnerable. Yeah, Yeah, I think that um, the difference between – so like our culture has become way more apparent um, in this, I think, Uh, like – you've been saying before about how um, in America, although Trump is president, there are lots of different, well, people, people who is it, the states have their own government authorities. Local governments. Yeah. That can make decisions as well. 
Um, now, in the UK, Boris was very polite, very British, and was like, yeah, we would like it if you could just stay at home, please. And then people didn't, especially in the cities and in London. And London are really suffering now because... They didn't stop people going on the tube, packing into those little cylinders and, you know, going back and forth to work, being surrounded by people um, until it was too late, until the virus had taken taken uh, charge, I guess. And but uh, so then, like, I mean, there was there was a week, maybe it was last week or the week before where daily it was like significant changes. So like day one, please, could you stay at home if possible? Day two, no, 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 you are staying at home. Day three, if you go out, then, you know, you might be in trouble with the police. And I, I saw some footage, like drone footage, like we're not even allowed to drive anywhere. Um so, you know, the, the recommendation is you stay at home unless you need to go get food, medication. And if you go out for exercise once a day, it has to be in your local area because they filmed this crazy thing in Richmond Park where everyone in London headed to Richmond Park. People were cycling, people were picnicking, and it was just like this big thing. And I imagine that Saunton Sands, which is near where we both lived, um, was packed at the weekend because it was the first sunny weekend and they didn't close the beach and I think these are the types of things that it's like when I was a teacher I knew that kids needed to know boundaries they and they they push the boundaries till they know where to stop and I think that the government should have said no this is what's happening and I was looking at some graphs today um, about South Korea and South Korea are like they've they've dealt with it really well and one of the reasons is that they reacted early enough their culture is very black and white and you know they were told to do something and they did it and that was that and so they've had a really low death rate compared to places like Italy like Spain where the culture is very much a social culture. Mm. Kissing and, they did and in... parties and seeing the family yeah. every, every day. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. I have so many friends who are still, you know, on a regular basis going out and seeing their family. And mm-hmm. it's so hard because there isn't, there aren't rules against it. You know? Yeah. And so it's, I, yeah. you know, everyone should do what they want. You just have to hope that their, their, their judgment is correct and that it, mm-hmm. they are safe. But it's, you know, us being compared to like a, a five-year-old or a 10-year-old is a pretty sad assumption that yeah. adults were unable to, to look, to, that's what kills me. As adults, we're unable to look at China and to look at Italy and to now look at the United States and look at New York, you know, we're in America. How can you look at these graphs and look at these, these cities and these States and these countries and not think to yourself, Ooh, this is kind of scary. And still be like, nah, it's just the flu. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) stop it. Oh my gosh. If I see one more, it's just the flu post. I'm just going to start unfollowing everyone. Yeah, I know. And honestly, I think I, th- I said this last time is like, even if it is just the flu and say we're all overreacting, this is nothing good. We can look back at it in a month and be like, thank God we took, we did what we needed to do. Okay. We all lost a month of work, but like, at least it wasn't bad and it didn't kill a million people. 
yeah, I do worry about the numbers in America. But the thing is that America is so much bigger. Yeah, that's than what Britain. I was going to say. Adam drives me nuts. Adam's like, oh my gosh, England only had a thousand people, and in America <laughs> there were like fifteen thousand. I'm like, Adam, there were like a thousand people in like. England. I yeah. know that. I mean, I'm kidding, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, but it's significantly yeah. smaller. Look at right the, now. Uh, Eng- the size of England is like half the size of the majority of our states. I know. And we have exactly. 50 of them. Yeah. So it's not really fair. Uh, but-, but then, you know, at the same time, I think that people are being very selfish everywhere. Well, except for like, yeah, at least I think- you guys have laws that are literally not allowing people out. Only some states have done that here. So. I think that um, people have also felt obliged or people are being put in very difficult positions where the companies that they work for are adamant that they are going to stay open. Like there's this uh, sports uh, retail shop called Sports Direct and the guy who owns it seems to be a bit of a twat. Yeah. And he <laughs> has said that, yeah, we're we're an essential shop that needs to stay open, but they've so got people to keep can all exercise of their staff on. and stay safe during the coronavirus. Yeah, but it's just outbreak. buying sports clothes. Uh. Like you don't need to buy sports clothes. Like you could you could miss that out. But um yeah, I think like my sister's boyfriend, Nick, who listens to us in the shower. So hi, Nick, listening to us in the shower. Uh, he had to go to work until maybe yesterday that he uh, he felt that his employer was, um, well, I think his employer was, and I'm not committing to anything because I don't know this exactly, but I got the impression from my sister that he felt pressured into going to work still. And that includes going on a commute. And my friend Mel, she uh, work. She lives in central London as well, and she works in a school for special needs kids. And she's still working; like wow. she still has to go in, um, because the the recommendation for schools closing was schools can close apart from for uh, essential workers, kids, and also kids with that are vulnerable. And so she works with vulnerable kids. So she's going in, and she's got um. She's, they live in a two, uh, well, actually a one bedroom flat and they've got two kids. Mm. Uh, one is four and one is one, I think. No. Yeah. Four and one. And, um, yeah, she has to go out to work every day and they've sort of resigned themselves to the fact that they're going to get coronavirus. And I think that's just crazy that you have that choice taken away from you. And the implications it has on your family is is massive. Yeah, and terrifying as well for some people, you know. I know, I know. (laughs) Yeah. Like my mom, she's a nurse at a a hospital in Maryland. And she actually works in PACU, which is like where you go after you have a surgery. Um, But since they've cut all non-essential surgeries, her job is pretty much nothing at the moment but obviously that right. means that they're going to take those nurses and put them where they need them and where do you think they need them you know so yeah right. so the initial thought was you know my mom is in her 60s a lot of the women that she works with are in their 60s um and with mm. that being said a lot of them ended up retiring or quitting because it wasn't yeah. worth the risk and also like you just said they have children who have children and they have mm. to work, who's going to wash their kids? 
So the grandparents, yeah. the grandparents have to quit their jobs so that they can watch the kids full time because what you know, one of her friends, her uh, one of her friends' daughter said, "If you're going to be working at the hospital, you won't be seeing your grandkids until after this mm-hmm. is over." Which you know, yeah. I get that, um, and so it's it's creating all of these. Oh, it is. It's so sad for the people who do have to work and who have to think, is it worth quitting my, am I going to have to quit my job for my health or do I keep working and risk my health? That's a really crappy position to put someone in. And it's, you know, I get it. Like, you know, some things have, do really have to stay open. And I can tell you what, if my husband or child or I worked in a grocery store right now, nah, I'd be Mm. filing for unemployment. Like my brother worked at a, a mattress store. And they called him a, what is it called? An essential worker, a mattress store, okay? <laughs> and he self-furloughed self-fur- uh-huh. because he was like, this is not essential. Yeah. I'm not That's going stupid. to risk my health and I'll make more money on unemployment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, there was a bit of a, a catch-22 or a contradiction in terms that um, was announced early on in the British government's uh plan which was that uh they were calling upon retired nhs workers to come back to work but they were in the high risk category because they were you know 60 70 year olds like why are you calling people back into work that you know are more likely to die from the virus than people that they are looking after when i saw that i was Uh, like what in the world why would they it doesn't even make sense i mean you get it to a point but also, yeah. no. <laughs> but also, no, exactly. Um, yeah, there's a little point that I want to get onto in a minute about uh, my parents and maybe your parents, but also a lot of my friends' parents. But first of all, um, I did receive some really, really sad news uh, this week that my auntie has passed away. And she uh, didn't die from coronavirus. She had a, a long-term illness um, and we've been expecting it for a long time. But her funeral is on Monday and no one can attend other than immediate family, which is just devastating for the family because it's like you want to be able to celebrate the life Mm. of the person that you love. And so many people will want to go and pay their respects, but there's only five of them going and that's the direct family. So her husband and my cousins and their partners. Um, And then we are all watching it on Facebook live, which just seems surreal. And very strange Um, and crazy. I know, but they have said that they are going to do like a, uh, what's it called a remembrance Mm. um ceremony later on in the year when we can when we can all be there but it is really sad because she was a a lovely lovely lady and uh I mean I guess she knew before she passed away that it would be like this because she's been you know alive in the coronavirus time but it is it is very sad um but yes, what I was going to say about my parents and my mum will be listening to this and she'll be cross and I'll get a cross text from her. But I love you, mum. Um, <laughs> I don't know about your parents, but my parents are completely irresponsible when it comes to the coronavirus. And I call them I'm like, where are you? Oh, yeah, I'm just in B&M. And if, you know, B&M's like the equivalent of Target, I guess. Like, 
it's one of these stores where like there's they sell everything and it's a huge warehouse store and like i'm like why are you there go home what is essential there that you need yeah i know and like my dad i was on the phone to my dad he was like yes i'm just looking for some logs for the fire i was like could you not have gone to like a small convenience store for that like why are you going to this massive shop where there'll be lots of people oh hello okay hold on a second like why are you doing that um me and my sister are in another country yes hold on um we're in england they're in scotland like we need them to be responsible because we're not there to uh look after them and to be fair this week they have moved um so their house was for sale and so they've they were also renovating a house near loch ness which was which is pretty isolated and they have moved there uh this week so they are away but they are going back into town to get essentials um but until this week they were not and i've mentioned this before on the podcast and my mum was quite cross with me for talking about it but i love you mum again but like they they were kind of like oh you can't let coronavirus rule your life uh yeah i can actually <laughs> yeah because you know it would ruin your life is if your parents died and that's what i said to my parents yes. too yeah because for a long time they weren't taking it seriously but it's more like my grandparents who are really struggling like my dad's dad called my, my dad called him it's like what are you doing dad he's like oh about to go bowling he's like no you're not you're not going bowling. bowling. And then he called him the next night. He's like, hey, dad, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, we're just going to go out dancing. He's like, no, you're not. Like, you're not going to the club. It's not happening. Go, like, go home. Like, my parents yeah. I mean, my parents weren't taking it seriously at first. Um, they actually had mm-hmm. a cruise that got canceled. I think I talked about this last time. But they had a cruise that got canceled. And they were really bummed about it. Like, uh, and I had begged yeah. them not to go on this cruise because you just like roll your eyes. Like, are you serious? Are you watching the news? But now they're definitely taking it much more seriously, especially now that my mom um, is working in a hospital. She has said like, if they do end up taking, cause right now they're actually doing non COVID related critical care. That's her job. So if someone has a stroke or something, she'll be taking care of them. But I feel like if the hospital got busy enough, she would end up taking care of COVID-19 patients because that's what's going to be in the hospital. Um, And she said if it does get to that point, she'll probably just retire early. Um, And I think I know that my dad's not been going anywhere. He's retired. And mom said that he hasn't left the house except to just get groceries. So she's like, since we left your house, we've only gone to Aldi and Sam's Club. (laughs) I'm like, thank you. Because seriously, that's my biggest fear is like this hitting my family and like killing my parents. I I can't imagine. And I've said it to them. This is so dark. I'm so sorry, guys. But like, I cannot imagine (laughs) a life with my parents not in it. I don't know what I would do. Yeah. And the fact that something this close and all you have to do is stay at home. Like, I just beg them, please, please, please. Like, for me and for my kids and for your grandkids, like, just stay home. I, I can't deal with the thought of having to worry about you and my direct family. Yeah. I mean, my mom had booked a holiday or a weekend to London for this weekend with my sister, my brother's girlfriend, and potentially me. And I said, no, I'm not I'm not coming. because. And she booked, only booked it, like, two weeks ago. I was like, no, I'm not coming because London will be in lockdown by then. 
Mum was like, no, it won't be. It'll be fine. You've got to stay positive. It's like, yes, I am. I'm being real. Like, yeah. I'm being realistic. Um, and so, obviously, it all got cancelled. Um, but now she's talking about uh, June, like, oh, you've got to stay positive. It might all be fine by then. I'm like, look, I'm sorry that I sound like the rain on your parade. But it's not going to be okay by June. Yeah. Like... <laughs> But yeah, no, she's still like, oh, I've got to stay positive. But that's not being real. Like, I know that it is not going to be okay by June. And even if it is, like we see in China now, that people are going out or went back to work a bit too early. And now there are more cases coming up because they didn't stay off long enough. And the the new way of life in China, it's they're not living the same way they were before they went into complete lockdown. I mean, the laws have completely no. changed. And I think it's going to be like that around the entire world. I think that travel laws are going to change. I think that going mm. into hospital is going to change. I think everything that we knew of, I think in 50 years, we're going to be like, oh, I remember when you had a baby and you could have as many people as you wanted in the room, you know? And then now it's just like you and your partner when you're giving birth, you know, or something like that. Like there are going to be new laws. You're not going to be able to get on a plane without like having your temperature tested or something, you know, like there are (laughs) going to be new laws. Like the way of life is never going to be the same because, you know, just like in 9-11 happened, look how much changed after that. Like these major world events change the way that the world works. You know, the people who were were alive during the Great Depression, they do not see money in the same way that we see money. You know, they don't use yeah. banks. They hide they keep their money in their house. Like the way that we live will not be the same. Because we don't want to make the same mistakes. Yeah, exactly. I know. I I do hope that the world changes afterwards. I mean, there's kind of two different ideas that this will be something that will change the human race or this will be something that will happen and then we'll just get back to normal and I really hope it's not the latter because I think that we needed it like Mm. I heard well I read this thing which I'm sure loads of people have read about how humans have said you know it's not possible for us to change our ways and then mother nature said here's a virus go practice yeah and it's true like we can change because if we have to yeah exactly i mean yes there's huge um issues at the moment like there's uh you know people have lost their jobs and you know in the uk we are getting paid to stay at home which is amazing but that's not the same in every country Uh, and we're being told that we will be paid to stay at home until this finishes or whether it's three months or six months or whatever, we're still going to be, you know, paid 80% more or less of our incomes, which is amazing, but that's not even the same in the U S is it? Yeah. Don't even go there. Okay. Our government, (laughs) our our government thinks they're doing us a huge favor by giving us one time $1,200 checks. But, um, you know, if this goes Mm. on for six months, what are we going to do with that? But I can't, like, that's a conversation for those of you who are like me and my husband who are looking like deep into the future and thinking, what if we aren't making enough money? You know, my husband does sales. Like I said, what if he isn't making sales? What if we we aren't able to stay on top of our bills? Like, this is a scary time and I can totally relate. So don't want to go there. But also, again, like just trying to find the silver lining because 
there are some people who don't have jobs at all, you know? Yeah, exactly. And Adam is like the hardest worker I know. And they had, sorry, I'm calling him out right now because he's awesome. But they had like a meeting today. And I guess his boss had sent out emails to people saying, we see how much work you're doing. And like, you're not working enough, like step it up. But he had called Adam out today and was like, be more like Adam. Adam made 120 calls last week. <laughs> oh, well done. And Adam's like, I don't Go want everyone. He's like, I don't want everyone to hate me. I was like, babe, you are not in this job to be liked. You're in this job to make money. <laughs> Who cares yeah. if they hate you? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. I um That's funny. I think even outside of just like the way that it's affecting the world and the way that it's affecting like the earth and et cetera. I think it's just as important to talk about the way that it's affecting us. Like for me, I have committed to myself to get on my Peloton and do a Peloton workout every single day. And up to now I have every single day because I ha- I'm like, if I have the time to be sitting at home, which I always have, but I've never made it a priority, but I'm like, I'm making this a priority and I have, and I've really focused on doing my Peloton. And more importantly than that, I've been focusing on like really enjoying my kids, putting my phone away, like really putting it away and just yeah. playing with them. And I feel, I want my kids to look back on this time where there was a lot of fear and a lot of, you know, the unknown and be like, oh yeah, I remember when we were all stuck at home together. That was fun. You know, like Adam's at home and he's able to see the kids during the day. He spent more time with the kids in the past three weeks than he probably has in years, you know, Mm. just coming down at lunch, having lunch with us, running outside, even if it's just 20 minutes of just being like, Hey, you guys want to wrestle for 20 minutes in the middle of the day? You know, I really hope that people are able to embrace this time as a time to enjoy each other and, you know, get things done that they have been putting off for months because they didn't have the time. Like, we do have the time now and we need to be focusing on ourselves and our family and getting these things in order that aren't in order because there's just never the time. Like that's part of our culture is that there is never time to get anything done. And now we're being, I'm going to say blessed because silver lining, but we're being blessed with this opportunity to have all this time. I know all the moms out there are like, shut up. What kind of time are you talking about? Yes, I know. (laughs) Like I'm in the same boat as you. It's taken Karen and I a week to find the time to do this interview. But at the same time, like I am trying in every single way that I can to find the positive in every single moment and like really focusing on that. And like you said, I am not listening to the news once a day. And that's all I'm allowing myself. I'm checking the numbers and I might get on Reddit and like read a a few things and like, like get the main of what's going on, but I'm not allowing myself like the first couple of weeks I talked to you. I said this, it made me feel better to listen to LBC all day and to know what was going on. I think that was a total lie that I was telling myself because since I've turned it off, I'm not thinking of this as a coronavirus scare. I'm thinking of like this lifestyle as slow living, as embracing the things that I have, as appreciating the time with my husband and the time to Okay, I'm lying. I'm not going to sit here and say clean my closets because nothing in my house is clean. But in my head, I'm going to get there. <laughs> and like I have yeah. I have that frozen toy that I haven't given the kids yet and I'm going to get it out tomorrow and I'm going to make them play upstairs and I'm going to like start deep cleaning because I want to. But, you know, when I'm pregnant and I have the opportunity to just kind of chill. And yeah, 
I don't want to say we're lucky. I know we're not. I know this is stressful. And I know that there are so many, I've cried. I'm sure you've all who are listening have cried, but I think the best thing we can do is to try really hard to find the things that are good about right now. Yeah. And things that when we look back on this time, do you want to remember all the tears and all the stress or do you want to remember, you know, playing outside with your kids? I know it's cold in some places. I'm thankful that I have hot weather, but (laughs) playing with your kids and being able to see what they're really good at. Like, cause I didn't know that Hudson would be good at puzzles and I would never have wanted to do a puzzle with him because he's so angsty, but we got a puzzle out. Now he will sit down and do a puzzle by himself. And like, I never would have known that he was so good at puzzles had I not done it. And like all these things that I'm learning about my kids that I never knew because I never did it because I didn't have to. Yeah. I just talked yeah, for a exactly. long time. I'm so sorry. But I just, I, I've been like writing about it on my Instagram every day and I feel like it's so essential because this is a tough time and I just want people to be able to at least try to have some takeaways that are positive because it can be hard to get sucked into the to the scariness of it all. Yeah. I mean, I am... Um so tired uh chris and i have to you know make time to see each other now and if it wasn't bad before it's even worse now like 24 7 kids they demand everything from us all day long and we've had to be far stricter because you know us we are super laid back and because but when when the they were babies um or like you know little we would be at work so we wanted to spend time with them in the evenings and so we've been super relaxed like a a lot of the time they would go to bed when we go to bed but now we just can't maintain that it's just too tiring to have them all day long and then all evening so we're being super strict about bedtimes and we need to have time to ourselves and also you know uh (laughs) not yeah we don't have time to ourselves if you know what I mean I've never had time for that so (laughs) (laughs) this baby boom it ain't gonna happen to us but um yeah I think that you need to carve out time for yourselves I mean I said to Chris the other day imagine if you were in lockdown and you didn't have kids oh my gosh it's like a vacation imagine I know and I have so many friends who are complaining Netflix would you watch yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm so bored. I wish, like, can I just come over and watch your kids? I'm like, well, first of all, no, but also, and they're like, well, yeah. what, what would you do? And I was like, I would sit in silence. I would take a nap. I would read a whole book in a day. I would listen to oh, all the podcasts that I have to split up between three days because I can't even finish one episode. I would watch so much Netflix because I haven't watched Netflix in like yeah. a year because yeah. I'm too tired at night. Like, what wouldn't I do? I would organize all the kids' closet and go through all their clothes because there's so many clothes that don't even fit them anymore. Like, what would I do? Don't. Don't. Yeah, I know. I know. But then also, the positive of of having the kids at home is that I'm really getting to know Jonah particularly because I'm homeschooling him now. And really just spending time. Like, we go out every other day either for a run or a scoot because we've got our micro scooters and I've got an adult one which is amazing but we just spend time with them and it's not just like right homework dinner bed like the routine it's like Jonah and Chris went out for a walk today and Jonah said oh can I bring my scooter and Chris said no let's just walk and talk and they did and it was really really fruitful for them and I think that we will develop stronger different relationships 
than we would before but then it's not really different for you because you're technically homeschooling them all the time now aren't you i know but i don't have a kid jonah's age my kids are so much younger yeah yeah that's true yeah right we should probably wrap this up lex because we're still talking it's 45 minutes and i'm amazed that we've had this much time I know, we should but, do another uh, one we should do another one while we're here just saying <laughs> yeah uh probably not i'm gonna fall asleep soon oh what yeah it's it? like midnight for you yeah it's like nine o'clock. But, um yeah no i'm gonna go and see uh my husband and um, we're gonna watch the walking dead oh uh timing is yeah we know how perfect. to live yeah all right so before <laughs> uh, you go what's the one mm-hmm. thing that you would tell people about the lockdown oh you love this don't you uh yeah well i mean at the moment I am being super relaxed about homeschooling. I think it's really important not to put the pressure on yourself to tick all the boxes and be this super teacher. I mean, Chris and I, we're both trained as teachers, but we're still not doing schooling nine till three like you would normally. What we're doing is we're... uh, uh, you know maybe have a focus for the day and then we'll go and do something fun with the kids and getting outdoors if you can is just so so important and even if you don't feel like it I think it's really dangerous I feel like I'm getting really lazy because we're stuck indoors and I think oh I can't be bothered to go out let's just watch a movie actually getting out and, and j- the kids love it and just letting them run free mm. for a little while if possible is brilliant and uh yeah then just chill or just you know do a puzzle or make play-doh or you know something like that that just is a a collaborative uh exercise that you can do together but isn't focused on because with me with jonah it's a battle like you will do your reading and we fight about it and i think actually i could probably just build lego with them and it would be as constructive literally and metaphorically as doing uh boring reading stuff yeah no totally what about you um make a goal i think like having a long-term goal for right now like every like i said i'm doing the peloton every day i've made that a goal like during the quarantine yeah every single day something not only to look forward to for myself but to push towards because i feel like it's easy to get into this like ah blah like it's the same thing every day and like yeah some for some people it might be forcing themselves to get up, get dressed, make their bed, you know, but having that thing to strive to do every day, I think is worth, it's going to give you a sort of, I don't want to say routine that's lame, but like, it's just something you bet. If you're going to be stuck in quarantine, better yourself, find a way to make yourself better. Yeah. I like that. That's good. I think it is really easy to get into routine of slovenliness, if that's a word, like just, being lazy, sleeping in, not doing anything. And actually for me, that would be a really unhelpful exercise because it would really affect my mental health. So to keep me on track, I need to get up earlier. I need to do some exercise and just have a plan for the day and not feel deflated by the end of the day. Cause that's the thing. Like I would feel, uh, I would be quite hard on myself at the end of the day if I didn't feel like I'd achieved anything because of the pressure I feel to achieve things, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Um, but achieving things could just be, you know, having a breakthrough with yeah, it doesn't uh, have to reading be with your child new. or exactly. But I think like right, just measuring I'm... up all those tiny little victories is what's going to get us through this. But yeah, absolutely. All right, let's right, go. I'm going to go. 
let's go uh let's do this again soon hopefully within a week we can get another yeah we can get lockdown number two yeah just so Who everyone knows, knows what will have happened by this time next oh, week gosh i know we are doing the best we can to get these out to you but because of this lockdown it's very extremely insanely difficult to find the time that works for both of us because we're both at home with the kids and my husband works and so i don't i can't just put the kids you know anywhere so we're doing our best to make this podcast as you know routine as possible but you know this is these are weird times <laughs> yeah please continue listening please write us a review uh it's always nice to hear our feet your feedback and please share it if anyone is at home well everyone is at home but anyone that you think would like it please 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 recommend this to them yes and we will see okay. you when we see you i'm not gonna say see you next yeah. week but we'll see you soon <laughs> <laughs> all right bye Lex. bye